Pinna. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. I don't know about you, but we love mystery stories. That's why the Upside Down Story is one of our favorite podcasts. It turns a tale flipsy-flopsy upside downsy so that you need to listen to the clues to figure out who the mystery storyteller is. Search for the Upside Down Story on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, my name is Adam Gitwitz. I'm an author. I'm also a storyteller. I like telling all kinds of stories, but I especially like telling grim fairy tales. You may think you know grim fairy tales, and you may think that they are sweet and boring. But listen, those tales you heard were the cute, happy, little kid bedtime versions of the Grimm Tales. The original Grimm fairy tales aren't like that at all. They're weird, and sometimes gross, and often scary. In other words, they're Grimm. And I'm about to walk into a classroom and tell one of the original Grimm Grimm tales to a bunch of kids. Do you want to join me? Do you want to hear a Grimm fairy tale? Let me help you decide. On a scale of grim, grimmer, and grimmest, the story I'm going to tell today is grimmer. It's not too scary, but it is disgusting, and it is full of mean and horrible parents who are quite grim indeed. If I get to a part of the story and you start to feel scared or uncomfortable, this is what you could do. You could turn down the volume and count to five, then turn the volume back up. If it still seems like a part you don't want to hear, just turn the volume down and count to five again. You know how much weird and gross and scary you're ready for. You know what you need. Okay, I'm at the classroom door now. There are kids inside, waiting to hear a grim fairy tale. So, are you coming in? Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest. We want um, a gross one. This one is gross. Yay! Yay! Let's go. It's called Donkey Lettuce. Once upon a time, a boy lived with his father in a small hut in the forest. His father was a great hunter and the boy always asked to join his father in his hunting. But while the father was a great hunter, he may not have been the best father. He always laughed at his son and said, You're too small and puny. You couldn't hit a sparrow with an arrow. But the boy begged his father day and night to be allowed to go hunting, until at last his father was so fed up, he gave the boy a small bow and a single arrow and said, Don't come back until you've hit something. He was certain he'd never see his son again. He said to himself, If he brings down even a sparrow, then I'm the richest man in the county. It's not very nice, is it? No. 
the boy wandered through the forest, afraid to try his bow, lest he lose his only arrow and never be allowed to return home again. He was nervous and ashamed. After walking some time, he saw a pile of rags at the base of a tree. As he approached, its smell worsened and worsened, like... Okay, what's the worst smelling thing you could think of? Skunk. Skunk? My sister's poop. Your sister's poop? <laughs> Is your sister a baby? No. Okay, that's even weirder. She's in the, the bathroom after my dad uses it. The bathroom after my dad uses it. The pile of rags smelled awful, like the bathroom after your dad uses it. The boy wrinkled up his nose. What was making that smell? Was it... Hey, little boy. A gnarled hand shot out and grabbed the boy by his arm. The pile of rags stood up. It was an old lady. What? Her smell made the boy feel sick. She leaned closer. Do you have any money for me, my boy? I'm old and hungry. The boy wanted to run away because the old lady was hideous and smelled awful and the boy was afraid. But he remembered how sad he'd felt just a moment ago, afraid to shoot his bow. He thought, She must feel even sadder than me, all alone in the woods, looking and smelling like she does. And he realized that the old lady probably felt ashamed of how she looked and how she smelled. He thought of his bow and arrow and how his father had made him feel and decided that shame can be a very painful emotion and he didn't like it one bit and she probably didn't either. So the boy turned his pockets inside out and gave the old lady everything he had, which was two copper pennies and a button. The old lady smiled at the boy with her black and half-rotted teeth. For your kindness... I'll give you some advice. In a little while, you'll see nine sparrows in a tree fighting over a piece of cloth. Fire an arrow at them. You'll hit one, and the rest will drop the cloth and fly away. Cut the dead bird open and eat its heart. Every morning for the rest of your life, you'll find a gold coin under your pillow when you wake up. And keep the cloth. It's a magic cloak that will take you wherever you want to go in an instant. Well, the boy thought that the old lady was crazy, but he nodded politely and thanked her as he took his leave. As he walked through the woods, he chuckled at how scared he had been and how crazy the old lady was when he came upon a tall ancient tree where nine birds fought over a piece of cloth. He couldn't believe his eyes. He swung his bow around and shot an arrow into the flock of birds. Sure enough, one fell down dead, and the others flew away, dropping the cloth. The boy picked up the cloth. It looked like a cloak, and threw it over his shoulder. He took out his hunter's knife and cut the bird open. Are you grossed out now? No. No. You lie, you're making a grossed out face, I saw it. (laughs) So the boy cut out the bird's hot little heart, closed his eyes, and popped it into his mouth. Oh? It burned going down. Suddenly, he felt strange and wished he were home in bed. No sooner had he wished it than he was lying in bed at home. How did, he, how did that happen? The cloak. the cloak. What did she say about the cloak? It was magical and it could take you anywhere in an instant. Exactly. The boy's father walked in and saw him lying on his bed. He shouted, You good-for-nothing lazy bones! Not only did you not shoot anything, you didn't even leave the house! The boy tried to protest, 
but his father told the boy that he had one week to prepare himself, and then he'd have to leave and never come home again. That's sad. Yep. This dad is not very nice. Nope. The boy was sad, but resolved to make the best of it. He started to tidy the room and collect his belongings to prepare for his new life. As he made the bed, he found, under his pillow, a piece of gold. Why? Because the old lady said... That what? That every every morning morning he would find a piece of gold (laughs) under his pillow. For six days he collected the gold, and on the seventh day he left a pile of the gold on his pillow. With all that gold, his father would now be the richest man in the county. Did his father say something about that before? Do you remember? Yeah, if he shot shot even a sparrow, he would be the richest man in the county. And did it turn out to be true? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then the boy walked out the door of his house and never came back. The boy had only been walking a few minutes when he remembered the cloak. He wondered where he should wish himself to. The first thing he thought of was a kingdom with a beautiful princess. He stood at the edge of a kingdom, where a castle towered in the distance. He started for it. Inside the castle, there lived a queen who was also a witch, with her beautiful daughter, the princess. The witch happened to be looking out her window when the boy just appeared out of nowhere. She knew instantly that the boy had the cloak and had eaten the bird's heart. How did she know that? Because she's a witch. Because she's a witch and witches have magical object radar. They can just tell like beep, 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 magical object right there. Maybe, maybe the witch is the old lady. Maybe. The witch called her daughter to her, laid a hand on her shoulder, and showed her the boy coming toward the palace. Do you see that boy? She asked. The princess did. He was just about her age and she thought him very handsome. But her mother said, That boy has a wonderful treasure. We must take it from him, for we will put it to much better use than he ever could. The princess didn't want to take anything from the boy. But her mother said, So you know best. I guess you don't need your old mother anymore. I'll just go and die. (laughs) Okay, then die. Now, of course, the witch wasn't going to just go and die. She was just saying that to make the girl feel ashamed, which is not a very nice thing to do. We have some really mean parents in this story. Well, the girl was just a kid. She didn't know that her mother was saying, I'll just go and die to make her feel bad. So she said, Don't die, mother. I'll do just what you say. So the witch told her about the bird's heart and how they could steal it. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. When the boy arrived at the castle, he was brought straight to the princess and her mother. The boy and the princess liked one another instantly. From then on, they were best of friends, and the boy lived in the palace and played with the princess every day. <laughs> After some time had passed, the witch came to the girl and said, Today's the day we take his heart away. The princess didn't want to do it, but the witch said, So you know best. I guess you don't need your old mother anymore. I'll just go and die. Hey, okay. The princess felt ashamed and agreed to do it. The witch made a potion, a vomitive. Can you guess what a vomitive is? Anybody? Oh, yeah, did I make you vomit? No, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm just kidding, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Knew it. The witch put the vomitive in a little bottle and she handed it to the princess. Later that day, when the two children were playing, the princess pulled the little bottle out of her pocket and handed it to the boy. If you drink this, she said, I will be your best friend forever. Don't do it! Don't do it! So the boy drank it. <laughs> and soon, he began to vomit. He vomited so much that the bird's heart came out. The princess scooped it up and swallowed it herself. Just as her mother told her to do. The next morning, the witch woke the princess up bright and early, reached under her pillow, and found a gold piece. Well, the days passed, and the boy was so happy living with the princess that he never even noticed that the gold had stopped appearing under his pillow. But the witch's greed knew no bounds. One day, she took her daughter aside and said, He's got a magic cloak, and he never even uses it. I want you to steal it for me. And she told the princess how she wanted it done. The princess didn't want to do it, but the witch said, So, you know best? I guess you don't need your old mother anymore. I'll just go and die. The princess felt ashamed and agreed to do as her mother said. The next day, when the boy came to play with the princess, he found her staring out the window, looking sad. He said, Why are you so sad? The princess was sad because of what her mother had told her to do, but she couldn't tell the boy that. Instead, she said, There is a mountain called the Garnet Mountain, made entirely of sparkling red garnets. I want to see it more than anything in the world, but it's impossible to find. I can take you there, the boy replied, and the princess said, If you do, we shall never part as long as we live. So the boy ran and got his cloak and wrapped it around their shoulders and wished to be on the Garnet Mountain. There they were, standing on a craggy mountain as deep red as a barrel of blood. Large and small pieces of precious garnet were scattered all around them. The boy announced, I will collect them for you. And he sprang out from under the cloak to find the most beautiful stones. But no sooner had he gone than the princess reached down, scooped up a handful of garnets, and wished herself home. 
The boy turned around to see that the princess had disappeared with the cloak. It didn't take him long to figure out that she had lied to him. His heart nearly broke. He sat down on the ground to cry, but just then he heard the sound of thunder coming closer and closer and closer. It wasn't thunder though, it was footsteps. The footsteps of three giants. The boy lay down as if he were dead. He couldn't think of anything better to do. The giants came upon the boy. The first one, whose name was... What should his name be? What's a good giant name? Fred. Fred. The first one, whose name was Fred, said... What is this puny human doing on our mountain? Let us stop on his head! But the second one, whose name was... The second one, whose name was also Fred, said, What's the point? He'll just starve to death on our mountain anyway. The third one said, oh, sorry, name for the third one. Alistair. Alistair. So we have Fred and Fred and Alistair? Yeah. The third one, whose name was Alistair, said, If he climbs to the top of the mountain, the clouds will just carry him away. So the three giants walked on. When their thunderous footsteps could no longer be heard, the boy stood and climbed to the top of the mountain. Indeed, white clouds came scudding by. He climbed on top of one and rode away on it. Be because everyone knows that you can ride on clouds. Does anyone here think that you cannot ride on clouds? Wrong, 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 wrong. But don't try it at home, I don't want to get sued, okay? The cloud took the boy far away and eventually dropped him in a little garden. He was famished after his adventure on the Garnet Mountain, so he looked around for something to eat. He saw some lettuce, and while he wasn't a great fan of lettuce, he was very hungry. So he took a bite. In fact, it was delicious. But as he ate it, he began to feel stranger and stranger. He's gonna become a donkey! Soon, he looked down at himself and saw that he had four legs and hooves and hair all over his body. He's a donkey! He's a donkey! He had become a donkey. Well, now that he was a donkey, he loved lettuce. Because most donkeys do and so he ate all the lettuce he could find in the garden. Soon, he ate a head of lettuce that made him feel just as strange as the first one did. Sure enough, he looked down, and he was a boy again. So he took the donkey lettuce and the undonkey lettuce, and he left the garden. That's right, there is donkey lettuce and undonkey lettuce. That's perfect. Wait, what if you're not donkey and you eat undonkey lettuce? What if you're not a donkey and you eat undonkey lettuce? I don't know, that's a good question. He soon came to a town. There, he traded the garnets from the mountain for some very fine clothes, a very fine bag, and a very fake beard. Then he made his way back to the kingdom of the witch and the princess. Trumpets blared in the kingdom of the witch. A messenger from the emperor had arrived. He was brought to the witch and her daughter, the princess. The messenger said that he was on his way to see the king of a distant land, and he carried with him an incredible gift, a magical head of lettuce. The messenger would not let anyone see it, and he would not say what magic the lettuce possessed. But his winks and smiles told the witch that it must be a wonderful magic indeed. She decided that she must have the lettuce. She told the princess how they could steal it. The princess didn't want to do it, but her mother said, So, you know best? I guess you don't need your old mother anymore. I'll just go and die. The princess felt ashamed and agreed to do as her mother said. That night, the princess asked to have dinner with the emperor's messenger alone. 
He agreed. As they ate, she slipped some sleeping potion into his drink. Meanwhile, the witch crept into the messenger's room and opened his bag. There she found a sparkling green head of lettuce. She ripped off a mouthful and chewed greedily. And turned into a donkey. For a moment, she felt very strange. Then she kicked and brayed and trotted off down the hall and out into the yard to graze on the grass there. Soon, the messenger had fallen asleep in his food because of the sleeping potion the witch had given to the princess to give to the messenger. The princess went to tell her mother. She couldn't find her anywhere. But she found the door to the messenger's private room open and a head of lettuce in his bag. She considered it. My mother is always telling me what to do. Maybe I should eat the lettuce. Maybe it'll give me such powerful magic that she'll never be able to tell me what to do again. No! So she took a bite of the lettuce. And she became a donkey. And turned into a donkey. The next morning, the messenger woke up, rubbed his head, and went looking for the witch and the princess. He didn't find them, but he did find two donkeys grazing in the castle yard. The messenger ripped off his fake beard. He wasn't a messenger at all. He was Alistair the Giant. No, he was the boy. He was the boy. I'm just kidding. It was the boy the whole time. The boy took the two donkeys down the road to the mill. At the mill, the boy spotted the miller, who was turning a giant stone that grinds grain into flour. The boy said to the miller, I'll give you these two donkeys for free, if you promise you'll care for them as I ask. This one, said the boy, pointing to the older, uglier donkey, feed this one once a day and make her work 12 hours a day. This other one, he said, pointing to the younger, better-looking donkey, Feed this one twice a day and make her work eight hours a day. Well, since the miller was getting two donkeys for free, he agreed to carry out the boy's instructions. When the boy left, the miller tied the donkeys to his millstone and made them walk in circles, straining against the huge stone, working them as much and feeding them as often as the boy had asked him to. What do you guys think? Does that seem like a fair punishment or not? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. yeah. Definitely for the witch. After a week of this, the miller came to see the boy, who had taken up residence in the castle. The miller said, The old donkey gave up and died a horrible death, and the younger one will die any day now. What should I do? Also, strange thing, I find gold in the hay where the younger one sleeps every morning. Not sure how to explain that. The boy said, Keep the gold and give me back the donkey. So the miller brought the young donkey back to the castle. The boy looked at the poor beast, hungry and overworked. The boy went to his room and came back with a head of lettuce. The donkey was afraid to eat it, but the boy finally coaxed the donkey to bite. As soon as it did, the donkey was transformed back into the princess. When she saw the boy, she fell to her knees and wept. (laughs) Please forgive me, she said. I stole the cloak and left you to die. I made you throw up, and then I ate the bird's heart. I'll take a vomit of myself and throw it up, and then you can eat it. Not again! The princess went on. I have loved you since I first saw you. Please, let me be your servant for the rest of my life, so at least we will never be parted again. But the boy said, No. If you promise to be true, and never betray me again, and be my friend forever and ever... You can be my wife. Do you want that? She did, more than anything in the world. And she took a vomitive and threw up the heart and cut it in half, and they each ate half on their wedding day. Oh, 
as the most disgusting wedding cake you've ever heard of in your life. And they both live happily ever after. The end. We need one for blood. Yeah. Wait, that one, they kept eating a bird's heart and throwing it up and then eating it again. That's not gross enough for you? It did not say blood, it's true. Grim Grimmer Grimmest is a Pinna original production. Created, written, and narrated by me, Adam Gidwitz, author of A Tale Dark and Grim. Produced and edited by Ilana Milner. Casting and voice direction by Paula Gammon Wilson. Sound design and mixing by Beat Street NYC. Location recording by Jason Gambrell and Evan Viola. Characters voiced by Allison Lee Rosenfeld, Billy Bob Thompson, Sonofia Mitchell, David Wills, George Lambert, H.D. Quinn, Kaylin Lee Clinton, Kylie Claxton, Lori Himes, Mark Thompson, Marka Bartolo, and Tom Weiland. Special thanks to the staff and students at Brooklyn Friends School and Manhattan Country School. You guys are awesome. A lot of people remember what they dream about when they go to sleep. But what if you discovered you could move between the world of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and realizes that something he dreamed about that night had actually happened. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure. And with the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a dream breacher. If that sounds like a dream to you, you are in luck, my friend. You can listen to Dream Breachers now, wherever you get your podcasts.